man says it's the end of time And the Mississippi River, she's a gold drive You might The interest is up and the stock market's down And you're only getting mugged if you go downtown I live back in the woods, you see A woman and the kids and the dogs and me I got a shotgun, a rifle and a four-wheel drive And a country boy can survive Country folks can survive Plow a field all day long I can catch catfish from dusk till dawn Welcome folks You are tuned in to the Trump Phenomenon Radio Show I'm James Kelso It's February 8th, 2024 uh, We're together from 9 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday Eastern Time, and uh, well, tonight's the night, Tucker Carlson and his interview with Vladimir Putin, and uh, I haven't seen the whole thing yet, it's uh, two hours long, so we're going to listen to the entire two hours in this one hour show, that's right, we can defy defy the laws of gravity, so the... uh, Obviously, we'll, uh, but I'll give you, I've, I've listened to, uh, I've gotten in about an hour into it. And what we'll do is uh, I'm going to drop, I'm going to drop us into the interview. I have it set up in front of me right here. And I'll, uh, I'm going to make sure I go all the way to the end of it. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to jump through it with you. And let me give you an, an initial assessment here. Uh, I, I was really hoping for an incredible performance by Tucker and he let me down. And that's hard for me to say. I don't, I think Tucker was, maybe he was, uh, jet lagged there in Moscow or, uh, I don't know what he, 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 he was off his form. I'm looking at his face. Now I'm just looking at a still picture of his face and you, you know how you can see stress in a person's face. Uh, and I see it in his face right here. He's, he's this is him uh, introducing the interview uh, with the Kremlin in the as a backdrop off the balcony of wherever he's staying. And the uh, I think he's back in the United States now. But he, uh, I'll tell you how I think he blew it, and we'll, and we'll go to the interview itself, which is that's what you want to hear. You don't want to hear me. But here's where Tucker missed. Maybe he pulls it out of the fire at the end. But I was much more impressed with Vladimir Putin than I was with Tucker Carlson. So maybe my new nominee for vice president for Donald Trump is Vladimir Putin rather than Tucker Carlson. (laughs) I mean, Vladimir Putin acted like a more intelligent person. Tucker was acting like a dope, really, to tell you the truth. Sorry, Tucker. He, 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 his questions were off. He interrupted. I mean, he interrupted the president of Russia. I mean, how 
kind of like full of yourself can you get? And he didn't understand. He wasn't listening. That's a cardinal sin for a journalist. He wasn't listening to what Vladimir Putin was saying. Now, let's understand that Vladimir Putin, of course, was speaking in Russian. And I assume that Tucker was understanding. I don't know what the miracles of modern technology are in this regard. He must have had an earpiece in with a simultaneous uh, translation, probably at a very, probably Vladimir Putin's own personal translator doing probably a very good rendition into English. And uh, so there may have been some miscommunication there. Tucker may have had a hard time understanding what was being said. But the uh, uh, Vladimir Putin made incredibly good points, gave an incredibly cogent, important, historical. He was explaining. He thought that's what Tucker was there to do, was to communicate to understand, to learn what happened, what is the truth to what has happened in Ukraine. And Vladimir Putin was giving it very succinctly in detail. But, I mean, he was, he was making the key points, and I was learning a ton listening to him. And then Tucker would make kind of a smart-ass interruption, like, well, what does that have to do with anything? He didn't say that. He wasn't that bad. But he, he interrupted the narrative of the, uh, for instance, Vladimir Putin was giving uh, the history over, you know, and Russia's history is a lot longer than America's. So he, he traced Russia back to uh, the uh, Kievan Rus in uh, the ninth century A.D., those are Nordics, Scandinavians, Norwegians, my ancestors, who set up the Kievan Rus. Rurik is one of my ancestors, my blood ancestors. And uh, that was the, the, the start of Russia comes from Rus, which was the name of these Nordics who settled in, of all places, Kiev. And other places in Russia. But he, he gave the long, long history, much longer than ours, and it explains very, very exactly what, uh, what led to the war in Ukraine. Anyway, let's go, let's go listen. Now I want you to listen. You, you decide for yourselves. Listen to Tucker and listen to uh, Vladimir Putin. Now you won't be hearing Vladimir Putin's own voice. Very, very intelligent, very, very precise mind, and 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 a man also of great good humor and great uh, understanding. And thank God, Vladimir Putin is such a person that has saved us from World War Three. He has rolled with the punch again and again as the Bolsheviks in America tried to foment World War III, tried to prod him into, into a world conflagration. These are, these are killers who control our country. And they're quite happy to send the world into a nuclear conflagration. These are monsters who have taken over America. Thank God monsters are not in control in Russia. And folks, let me tell you, the Russian people live under a better government than ours. Clearly. And a better leader than we have. 
clearly. It isn't even close. And Western civilization has hung on the thread in these years, recent years, of the wisdom of the Russian leadership, including Vladimir Putin. And the Russian people, who also, I mean, we're dumb ass in America. We don't know our history. We're, we're, we, uh, we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off. We're buying all sorts of BS. We're electing people like Lady Pants Graham to run our government. The Russians aren't, the Russians are more clear-headed than we are. All right, so let's listen for a moment. Here he is, Tucker, in his, uh, let, me, let me surprise you here. Let's go right to the end. This is part I haven't heard. Let's see whether I can get this. I'm going to go now. This is one hour and 45 minutes into this. It's a long interview. And here's Vladimir Putin in a, a looks like a purple tie. Uh, and here he is talking with Tucker. You say people move over to you or to Europe from Latin America. An even clearer and more understandable example, people come, but yet they have come to you or to European countries from their historical homeland. And people who profess different religions in Russia consider Russia their motherland. They have no other motherland. We are together. This is one big family. And our traditional values are very similar. I've just mentioned one big family, but everyone has his her own family. And this is the basis of our society. And if we say that the motherland and the family are specifically connected with each other. Beautiful, brilliant. What a man of wisdom. The motherland and the people are connected. And he's, you know, and now Tucker is, you you look at his face, he's got his brow wrinkled. I, I don't think he got enough sleep. He's got his brow furrowed as if he's not, I mean, listening to wisdom like that, Tucker's face ought to relax for a second. He looks like he's trying to think up a, a dumb question with which he can interrupt President Putin. It is indeed the case, since it is impossible to ensure a normal future for our children and our families unless we ensure a normal, sustainable future for the entire country, for the motherland. That is why patriotic sentiment is so strong in Russia. The one way in which the religions are different is that Christianity is specifically a non-violent religion. Jesus says, turn the other cheek, don't kill. How can a leader who has to kill of any country, how can a leader be a Christian? How do you reckon? What a dumb ass question. I mean, this race. Now, this is toward the end of the interview. I've got to ask myself, is Tucker stoned here? Has he been smoking a, a hookah? That is a dumb ass question. And if I'm Vladimir Putin... I have to be hugely unimpressed with Tucker Carlson. Christianity is a religion of nonviolence. And then he's, 
He's insulting Vladimir Putin. by He's kind of implying you're leading a war. You're not a Christian. I mean, Tucker, get, get it out of your ass, buddy. That's terrible. This is, the, this is the worst performance I've ever seen by Tucker Carlson. The worst. He's going to have to apologize for this interview. And this was such an opportunity. Well, but now, and by the way, am I impressed with Vladimir Putin? Vladimir Putin is not making faces like Tucker Carlson. He's making a face right now. He's got a big wrinkle right on his forehead between his eyes. Like he's, you know, like <laughs> Vladimir Putin's face is relaxed. And like he's talking to a, a, a teenager who doesn't get it. And he said he's trying to tell his teenage son some basic fact of life that uh, he he understands that the teenager doesn't get it yet. Reconcile that to yourself. How can you reconcile that to your house to yourself? This is such a dumbass question. He's and Vladimir Putin is is looking like. Did I just hear that? Now I'm sure that Vladimir Putin understands English very well. So he doesn't need a translation of the question. But it's like, what a kindergarten question for Tucker Carlson. How do you, Tucker sounds like a social justice warrior. And Vladimir, well, let's see. It is very easy when it comes to protecting oneself and one's family. Very good answer. It's very easy when it comes to protecting one's family. Come on, Tucker, pull it out, pull it out. Jiminy, Christmas. He's either drunk, stoned, or sleep-deprived, or all three. One's homeland. We won't attack anyone. When did the developments in Ukraine start? Since the coup d'etat and the hostilities in Donbass began, that's when they started. And, and by the way, and Tucker's making a face again. He's got his, he's like his, his lips, he's got his lips pulled in. He's got his brow furled. Like, and, and what Vladimir Putin's talking about right here is the coup d'etat that America, America conducted, led by Victoria Nuland and the American Bolsheviks where they overthrew the duly elected government of Ukraine in 2008. And Tucker, who hadn't done his homework, he didn't even, he didn't even know that basic fact about the war in Ukraine and its origin. He didn't know that the coup d'etat occurred in 2008. And at, at one point, Vladimir Putin was referring to the coup, and, and Tucker said, yeah, you mean in 2014? Dumb! ass dumb ass he's only off by six years he doesn't have even the sequence of that a kindergartner would have the sequence of events in ukraine better than that come on tucker you're gonna have to apologize for this interview and we're protecting our people ourselves our homeland and our future as for religion in general you know, it's not about external manifestations. It's not about going to church every day or banging your head on the floor. 
It is in the heart. Beautiful answer. And by the way, Vladimir Putin's uh, entire visage is relaxed. His skin is smooth. His brow is unlike Tucker. He's much older than Tucker, but his brow is not all wrinkled up. He's not sucking his lips into his face. And our culture is so human oriented. Dostoevsky, who was very well known in the West, Beautiful. the genius of Russian culture, Russian literature, spoke a lot about this, about the Russian soul. After all, Western society is more pragmatic. Russian people think more about the eternal, about moral values. I don't know, maybe you won't agree with me, but Western culture is more pragmatic after all. I'm not saying this is bad. It makes it possible. Look at this. Look at the kindness of Vladimir Putin. He's, he's giving, he's saying, you know, Tucker, you jerk. I'm not, I'm not going to make it personal on you. And uh, and uh, but uh, beautiful the reference to Dostoevsky, who 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 was a very spiritual man, and who said it is beauty that will save us. That's something I I quote that all the time. That's wonderful. It is beauty that will save us. Well, for today's golden billion to achieve good success in production, even in science and so on. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that we kind of look the same. So, so do you see the supernatural at work as you look out across what's happening in the world now? Do you see God? What a dumbass question. More dumbass. And he's not listening. You can tell I'm much less impressed with the intelligence of Tucker Carlson now. Vladimir Putin was giving him a wonderful uh, presentation using Dostoevsky as the entry. Tucker's not even listening. Has Tucker ever read a book by Dostoevsky? Does he even know who he is? This is this is embarrassing. It worked. Do you ever think to yourself, these are forces that are not human? These are forces that are not human. Come on, Tucker. Come on. You're talking to the president of Russia. No, to be honest, I don't think so. My opinion is that the development of the world community is in accordance with inherent laws. And those laws are what they are. It's always been this way in the history of mankind. Some nations and countries rose, became stronger and more numerous, and then left the international stage, losing the status they had accustomed to. There's probably no need for me to give examples, but we could start with the Genghis Khan and court conquerors, the Golden Horde and then end with the Roman Empire. It seems that there has never been anything like the Roman Empire in the history of mankind. Nevertheless, the potential of the barbarians gradually grew, as did their population. 
in general, the barbarians were getting stronger and begun to develop economically, as we would say today. This eventually led to the collapse of the Roman Empire and the regime imposed by the Romans. Now, now if I'm Vladimir Putin right now, pardon me for interrupting, <laughs> uh, Tucker is making this stupid face. He's had the entire, I mean, how do you, how do you freeze your face with this dumb look for, an, for two hours? I'm not kidding, Tucker. Look at your picture and then try to figure, put yourself in Vladimir Putin's shoes, put, put yourself in his chair. He has to look at Tucker, who looks like a dumb ass. He's making a stupid face. He, he's not, there's no mind there. There's no comprehension. There's no depth. It, it looks like somebody who is, here's what Tucker looks like. He looks like somebody that's staring at you. A, a bar fight is about to break out. And some drunk guy at the bar is in your face and making a face at you. You just want to leave the room. That's what Tucker looks like. He doesn't look like a, a profound mind having a very important historical, very important conversation with this incredible man. It, T Tucker, you're just blowing it. It turns out to be a great interview simply because... Vladimir Putin is great. The Tucker's doing his uh, uh, doing his best to screw it up. However, it took five centuries for the Roman Empire to fall apart. The difference with what is happening now is that all the processes of change are happening at a much faster pace than in Roman times. Uh, and Vladimir Putin is smiling. He, and he's looking, <laughs> well, of course, what he's talking about is the American Empire right there. The Roman Empire, you know, he, he knows his history. What did you do in college, uh, Tucker? Did you study? And he knows it took five second centuries for the Roman Empire to disintegrate. And America is going to achieve that in much less time. Much less time. So when does the AI empire start, do you think? <laughs> You're asking increasingly more complicated questions. Look at that. Again, he pulled that right out of his ass. Vladimir Putin was talking about the Roman Empire, about the American Empire, and then Tucker changes the subject. So when do you think the AI Empire starts? That's an that that is a uh, that question. Okay, is is he on LSD? That's an LSD question to the president of Russia, who's giving you a beautiful, cogent, coherent, amiable discussion of history at a time when we're facing World War Three, and all Tucker can pull out of his ass is. When does the AI empire begin? And pr pr previous to that, he was asking about aliens. Really? Tucker, I'm sorry. Not impressive. To answer them, you need to be an expert in big numbers, big data, and AI. 
Mankind is currently facing many threats. Oh, and you notice what Putin said very in a very congenial way. He said, you're asking increasingly, what was the word he used? A nice word, <laughs> a euphemism. You're asking increasingly complex questions. No, they're not increasing. He's being nice. They're not increasingly complex questions. They're increasingly stupid, dumbass questions. <laughs> Due to the genetic researches, it is now possible to create a superhuman, a specialized human being. A genetically engineered athlete, scientist, military man. There are reports that Elon Musk has already had a chip implanted in the human brain in the USA. What do you think of that? Well, I think there's no stopping Elon Musk. He will do as he sees fit. Nevertheless, you need to find some common ground with him. Search for now. We're already off the subject. This interview was not about Elon Musk. Uh, but notice that Tucker is so lost at this point. He's 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 asked so many dumb questions. And he's now almost into two hours, an hour and fifty minutes. So now he's just going. What do you think of that? I mean, this is just a lost journalist who says, "Well, what do you think of that?" Just changing the subject. Uh, Vladimir Putin doesn't want to talk about Elon Musk or about AI. That was asked by Tucker. Elon responded politely, you know, saying, well, you know, uh, you know, uh, there's talk that Elon has mentioned, uh, you know, a, a chip being implanted in a human brain. Uh, he's, he's politely answering the dumbass question. He doesn't want to go down that rabbit hole. Tucker, dumbass, jumps down the rabbit hole that he just took a Vladimir Putin into. Ways to persuade him. I think he's a smart person. I truly believe he is. So you need to reach an agreement with him because this process needs to be formalized and subjected to certain rules. Humanity has to consider what is going to happen due to the newest development in genetics or in AI. One can make an approximate prediction of what will happen. Once mankind felt an existential threat coming from nuclear weapons, all nuclear nations began to come to terms with one another since they realized the negligent use of nuclear weaponry could drive humanity to extinction. It is impossible to stop research in genetics or AI today, just as it was impossible to stop the use of gunpowder back in the day. But as soon as we realize that the threat comes from unbridled and uncontrolled development of AI or genetics or any other field, the time will come to reach an international agreement on how to regulate these things. I, I appreciate all the time uh, you've given us. I just going to ask you one last question, and that's about someone who's very famous in the United States, probably not here, Evan Gershkovitz, who's the Wall Street Journal reporter. He's 32, um, and he's been in prison for almost a year. Uh, this is a huge story in the United States, and I just want to ask you directly, 
without getting into the details of it or your version of what happened, if as a sign of your decency, you'd be willing to release him to us and we'll bring him back to the United States. Uh, now, again, dumb ass. So to close the interview, and this is a, I mean, he planned this. I mean, he, he didn't just think of this. So he intended to end the, end the interview with this question. He's asking about somebody who, who is apparently, not, let me just give you my understanding here. I've never heard of this guy. He's somebody who's in, in prison in Russia, probably for spying, uh, actually doing it. Uh, he probably was caught with his pants down while running a CIA operation in Russia. And the Russians put him in jail or, or something, an actual crime. He's not a guy who was uh, wrongfully imprisoned. And so now, and, and he, whoever he is, he's a zero. I've, I've never heard of the guy. I can't even repeat what the name was. Hershkovitz, something, maybe like that. <laughs> but here's, Tucker takes this opportunity, and you, you heard Vladimir Putin sigh. Just to go, oh. like, He just put him on the spot, trying to embarrass him. We'll come right back. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raise the way nature intended. 
What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive! Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Andy and Barney Five. I'm a tired, stern, and a brothel life. Too much crap to drive the world insane. Everybody singing the jailhouse blues. Don't believe a word of the evening news. Stood for years down the drain. Trailer parks with the building cold Cold as sacks in the country road I take bars with bad karaoke sounds All right, we're back, folks. Uncle Sam, and, uh, your money spent? Uh, this is hard for me. Uh, this is the Trump Phenomenon Radio Show. James Kelso here. And I was really hoping for so much that, you know, this is so golden. Tucker got... Uh, you know, the approval from Vladimir Putin for an interview, a long interview, uh, you know, an unedited interview. This is Vladimir Putin's giving him a lot. He's saying, put me on camera, ask me any questions, and you can show that to the world. Tucker, he handed you a silver platter of truth. And you're, that's supposed to be your, your bailiwick, Tucker, and you blew it. He's now, here's what Tucker's now doing. He's, he's taken an adversarial stance to Vladimir Putin, and he's defending some guy. I'll look him up. I don't know. I bet you there aren't one in 500 people in this audience who know what the name of this guy, Hershkowitz or whatever his name is. And Vladimir Putin, who's very well informed on everything. I mean, not on everything, but I mean, like an enormous galaxy of information. He knows the facts of this guy's case. He was caught with his pants down receiving confidential security information, and he was doing it, uh, you know, covertly. That's called your pants down around your ankles in, in flagrante delicto. So they put him in jail. Tucker, do you have a problem with that? <laughs> and so listen to Tucker. He's, he's, Tucker doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. He doesn't know anything about the case. And he's telling Vladimir Putin, yo, you're wrong. Oh, no, he's just a kid. 
He was just a, he, you just threw a kid in jail for no reason. He's insulting Vladimir Putin. He even says, maybe you'll hear him say it. I just heard him say it. He said, this degrades Russia. Degrades. So he's accusing Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, of degrading Russia by putting uh, some dumbass spy. Oh, he's young. Oh, so he's innocent because he's young, uh, Tucker. <laughs> and then Vladimir Putin says, "Very, I don't, uh, maybe you'll hear it here. He says, we've done so many acts of goodwill. And then Tucker, by the way, Vladimir, even... He even generously says, well, we could we could work something out. I'm sure we could work something out. He's not going to say, yeah, oh, yeah, send the uh, let, let him out right now. Yeah, let him out. Uh, because you asked me, Tucker, I'm going to uh, wave my wand and we let the guy out. But what, what, what is your what do you what do you think you are, Tucker? But he actually says he says our our special services can work with the American special services and they can negotiate this and I'm sure we can work it out. What more do you want, Tucker? But Tucker's not happy with that. So listen to this. He's now like he's he's like that guy in the bar now. He's not only making faces at you, he's approaching you, right, with his, uh, his uh, whiskey drink in his hand and with the other hand, he's jabbing you in the chest. So now here's Tucker jabbing Vladimir Putin in the in the chest. I, I'm so unimpressed. I'm so dis. I, I, this this is so dis. I don't drink. Maybe I should pick up drinking. Listen to this. Maybe he did that out of carelessness or his own initiative. Considering the sheer fact that this is qualified as espionage, the fact has been proven as he was caught red-handed when he was receiving this information. If it had been some far-fetched excuse, some fabrication, something not proven, it would have been a different story then. But he was caught red-handed when he was secretly getting confidential information. What is it then? Are you suggesting he was working for the U.S. government? Or Are you suggesting he was working for the U.S. government? Here's a guy who's in Russia, right? He's receiving, proved in court, receiving... Classified information secretly. Are you suggesting he's working? No, he's working for the PTA, Tucker. No, it's it's a Boy Scout project. He's getting a merit badge. Another question pulled right out of Tucker's ass. Or he was just a reporter who was given material he wasn't supposed to have. Those seem like very different, very different things. I don't know who he was working for, but I would like to reiterate that getting classified information in secret is called espionage, and he was working for the U.S. Special Services, some other agencies. I don't think he was working for Monaco, as Monaco is hardly interested in getting that. In- I don't think he was working for Monaco. <laughs> Vladimir went right where I did. You know, it, it was a boy. Was it a Boy Scout project? He uses Monaco. Come on, Tucker. The guy got caught. He got arrested. 
And, and Tucker's going to be the champion of a U.S. Uh, special services spy caught red-handed. He goes to jail. And if he's going to get released, well, then the, then the Bolsheviks and the American government need to come up with something tit for tat. Give give something to to Russia because they're going to give you your spy back. Information. It is up to special services to come to an agreement. Some groundwork has been laid. There are people who, in our view, are not connected with special services. Let me tell you a story about a person serving a sentence in an allied country of the U.S. That person, due to patriotic sentiments, eliminated a bandit in one of the European capitals. During the events in the Caucasus, do you know what he was doing? I don't want to say that, but I will do it anyway. He was laying our soldiers, taken prisoner, on the road and then drove his car over their heads. What kind of person is that? Can he even be called human? But there was a patriot who eliminated him in one of the European capitals. Whether he did it of his own volition or not, that is a different question. I mean, that's a completely different... Okay, now look at that. Vladimir Putin, this, very, this is obviously very heart-wrenching to Vladimir Putin. Some of his soldiers were laid down on the road, probably their hands tied behind their back, right? Laid down on the road, and some communist, somebody, hates Russians, drove over their heads with a vehicle to kill them, and and kill them slowly and tortured. What could be more horrible? So here's the story. Somebody, Vladimir Putin is saying, some individual, he doesn't know why, he doesn't know the full story of this individual, but some individual who was incensed and distraught at this learning of this, went out, found this person and killed him, who deserved to die. And he killed him. Now, I I don't know where he's going. We're going to listen here, learn the rest of it. I think where it's going to go is that Vladimir Putin is saying, I'm going to tell you a story about a person who was in prison in the so-called free West, which ain't free. We're living in a communist dictatorship. So this person who did this heroic thing has been imprisoned in our supposedly free society. But Tucker and Tucker senses this is where it's going. So Tucker interrupts the story, doesn't let Vladimir Putin finish his own story. Let's see if he if he successfully derails Vladimir Putin. How impolite, how impertinent, impertinent. I mean, this is two hours, two hours of disgusting failure by Tucker Carlson. He committed something different. And you know what, Tucker's, he's changed his visage now. He's looked for two hours now with the, the, the furrowed brow and the wrinkled look. And now his forehead is relaxed, and he's got this silly smile on his face. Vladimir Putin is talking about something where his soldiers had their heads run over. And Vladimir Putin's very obviously, this, is, this was heart-wrenching to Vladimir Putin. 
And Tucker thinks it's funny. He's smiling. What a jerk. I'm really, I'm really distressed at this. Let's see where this goes. Let's see where you take this, uh, Tucker. He's not just a journalist. I reiterate, he's a journalist who was secretly getting confidential information. Oh, now he's back on the, the journalist. So he did. He didn't let Vladimir Putin finish his story. So now I have to go myself, look up. Who was this patriot who executed somebody who deserved it, who desperately needed to be executed, who ran over Soviet soldiers uh, tied up on the road, ran over their heads? Tucker didn't let him finish the story. How impolite. And then he's back on. Oh, but this is a this is a young man. This, this, he's changing the subject. Let's see where it goes. I, 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 I am immensely. I'm crushed. I, I had elevated in my mind Tucker Carlson to a godlike status. Uh, Tucker, you just got demoted, buddy. Yes, it is different, but still. I'm talking about other people who are essentially controlled by the U.S. authorities wherever they are serving a sentence. There is an ongoing dialogue between the special services. This has to be resolved in a calm, responsible and professional manner. They are keeping in touch, so let them do their work. Let them do their work. No, no, Tucker's not going to do that because Tucker, big ass Tucker is there uh, in the Kremlin and he's going to he's going to solve it right here. He's going to get he's a he's going to he's a social justice warrior. He's going to liberate this uh, CIA or whomever, whomever spy who's a young man. Oh, he's a young man. I do not rule out that the person you refer to, Mr. Gershkovitz, may return to his motherland. By the end of the day, it does not make any sense to keep him in prison in Russia. We want the U.S. Special Services to think about how they can contribute to achieving the goals our Special Services are pursuing. We are ready to talk. Moreover, the talks are on their way. And there have been many successful examples of these talks crowned with success. Probably this is going to be crowned with success as well. But we have to come to an agreement. I hope you let him out. Mr. President, thank you. And he ends with that. I hope you let him out. An insult at the end. I hope you let him out. What a desperate, what a pathetic interview by Tucker Carlson. Just pathetic. Uh... I'm going to await the apology for, for having done this. This is this is terrible. And all the compliments I lavished on Tucker Carlson. I'm not going to forget this interview. Gee, many. Ah, okay, let me see here. He says, thank you. So let's see. There are a few more seconds here. I also want him to return to his homeland at last. I'm absolutely sincere. But let me say once again, the dialogue continues. The more public we render things of this nature, the more difficult it becomes to... Beautiful. 
The more public we render things of this nature, the more difficult it becomes. So thank you very much, uh, Tucker. Thank you very much for making into a into an international flap. You didn't help anybody. You didn't help this guy get released. You're just trying to embarrass people. Why don't you ask Vladimir Putin about the J6 prisoners in the U.S., not an American spy rightly imprisoned in Russia? Resolve them. Everything has to be done in calm manner. I wonder if that's I wonder if that's true with the war, though. Also, I mean, I just want to I guess I want to ask one more question, which is. And maybe you don't want to say so for strategic reasons, but are you worried that what's happening in Ukraine could lead to something much larger and much more horrible? And how motivated are you just to call the U.S. government and say, let's come to terms? Another insulting question. And mindlessly, you know, at a two-hour interview, this is now at two hours, he ends with a stupid uh, know-it-all thing about the Hershkovitz, Gershkovitz, but that, that went down the toilet. So then he says, well, let me ask you one more question. And, and then the last, the one more question is, how concerned are you with World War III? And do you want to avoid World War III? What a insulting question. Insulting. And, and, and he's, he, I'll give you 30 seconds to answer that question. Let's see, let's see what Vladimir Putin, uh, uh, an actual great man. Let's see what Vladimir Putin can do with that. That's a slap in the face. And he's maintained his good nature throughout the entire thing. I already said that we did not refuse to talk. We are willing to negotiate. It is the Western side, and Ukraine is obviously a satellite state of the U.S. Nice. And Ukraine is obviously a satellite state of the U.S. Beautiful. And he said, I've already said. And, and Tucker, is your memory failing you, Tucker? He, he answered over and over again in these two hours that he wants to resolve it peacefully. He's announced it on the international stage a hundred times. Ding. It is evident. I do not want you to take it as if I'm looking for a strong word or an insult. But we both understand what is happening. The financial support, 72 billion U.S. dollars was provided. Germany ranks second, then other European countries come. Dozens of billions of U.S. dollars are given to Ukraine. There's a huge influx of weapons. In this case, you should tell the current Ukrainian leadership to stop and come to negotiating table, rescind this absurd decree. We did not refuse. Sure, but you already said it. I didn't think you meant it as an insult because you already said correctly, it's been reported that Ukraine was prevented from negotiating a peace settlement by the former British prime minister acting on behalf of the Biden administration. So, of course, there are satellite big countries control small countries. That's not new. And that's why I asked about dealing directly with the Biden administration, which is making these decisions, not President Zelensky of Ukraine. 
если администрация Зеленского на Украине отказалась от переговоров, So let them go back on it. That is it. However, they made the wrong decision, and now we have to look for a way out of the situation. Now, look at the lame, uh, more lame-ass stuff from Tucker. And his mind is just going at a mile a minute. He's, he's trying to come up with, he's squirming. So now, here's the insult that Tucker's come up with here. He's determined to insult Vladimir Putin. He walked into the room determined to insult Vladimir Putin. It ain't going to work, Tucker. Ain't going to work, baby. The only person you undermined in this interview is Tucker McNear Carlson. You called into question your own intelligence, your own integrity, your own motivation. This is pathetic. He's, here, here's, here he's saying now, here, here's his latest bit of of uh, 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 we'll call it American college logic, because apparently, apparently, if you've been to an American college like Tucker Carlson, you're a dumbass. If you graduated, you established you're stupid. His logic here is, uh, I'm in, I'm going to insult you again, Vladimir, because why aren't you talking straight to Joe Biden? If, 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 if Ukraine, you just correctly stated, uh, if, or we, we know this, that Vladimir Putin was correct when he stated Ukraine is a satellite state of the U.S. communist government. That's a correct statement. Brilliant statement. Of earth-shattering importance. And Tucker can't let that stand like that. He goes, well, then, why? Well, If Ukraine is a t satellite of the U.S., then you, Vladimir, you're wrong because you're you're uh, telling the Ukrainian government, let's let's call it quits. Let's have peace. Let's have a ceasefire. In situ. A peace in, in sight. Peace. Well, no, no, you should be you. You're wrong. You should be talking to Joe Biden. And then Vladimir Putin comes back with the obvious kindergarten level rejoinder, a rejoinder to a kindergarten level bit, bit of logic from Tucker. I mean, are, are, are your leaders children? Don't they get it? They are in control. So let them change their wrong decisions. I'm not, I can't do that for them. I'm not mommy. Unbelievable. Let's, let's, let's see how how let's see how badly Tucker can end this. Correct their mistakes. They did it, so let them correct it themselves. We support this. So I just want to make sure I'm not misunderstanding what you're saying. I don't think that I am. I think you're saying you want a negotiated settlement to what's happening in Ukraine. <laughs> Right. And we made it. We prepared a huge document in Istanbul that
that was initialed by the head of the Ukrainian delegation. He affixed his signature to some of the provisions, not to all of it. He put his signature and then he himself said, we were ready to sign it and the war would have been over long ago, 18 months ago. However, Prime Minister Johnson came, talked us out of it, and we missed that chance. Well, you missed it, you made a mistake, let them get back to that, that is all. Why do we have to bother ourselves and correct somebody else's mistakes? I know one can say it is our mistake. It was us who intensified the situation and decided to put an end to the war that started in 2014 in Donbass. As I have already said, by means of weapons. Let me get back to further in history. I already told you this. We were just discussing it. Let us go back to 1991, when we were promised that NATO would not expand, to 2008, when the doors to NATO opened to the declaration of state sovereignty of Ukraine, declaring Ukraine a neutral state. Let us go back to the fact that NATO and U.S. military bases started to appear on the territory of Ukraine creating threats to us. Let us go back to coup d'etat in Ukraine in 2014. It is pointless though, isn't it? We may go back and forth endlessly, but they stop negotiations. Is it a mistake? Yes. Correct it. We are ready. What else is needed? Do you think it's too humiliating at this point for NATO to accept Russian control of what was two years ago Ukrainian territory? Oh, we ran out of time. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to this tomorrow night. This is Tucker's in his last embarrassing four minutes. <laughs> tune in. Tune in for the thrilling end to Tucker's catastrophe. But it, thank goodness Vladimir Putin is such a is a great leader and rescues this interview. Ends up being an important interview in spite of Tucker. We'll see you again tomorrow night. So long. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.